Hello, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Suns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today, as always, your host, Evan Sider. I'm joined by co host Brendan Clean. You can follow me on Twitter at eSider. You can follow Brendan on Twitter at BrendanClean14. Also, follow our Locked On Suns Twitter page you haven't already at Locked On PHX Suns. Your Twitter is very much appreciated, as always. Brendan, and we have a very special guest today for you guys, Sean Devaney of Sporting News. Sean, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing good, doing good. Uh, might as well just dive right into related to the Suns right now, Sean, because interesting team right now. They still haven't officially committed Igor Koshkov, at least to the media, about his stability for, or his, his security for next season. What's your thoughts on that? I know you reported previously that they would have been interested in Luke Walton, but Vladi Divac really swooped in really quickly before the Suns or any other team had a chance to get in. What's your thoughts on that coaching situation going on in Phoenix right now? Yeah, I, you know, I I think there's certainly some reluctance to make a change uh, with good reason. You know, when you've had uh, the number of coaches that the Suns have had uh, in recent years, uh, uh, and and even though you could hardly call this uh, a success in terms of uh, wins and losses, I think you put it into the context of the number of injuries they have. Uh, obviously, the young guys that they're uh, that they're bringing along the the, the trades. Uh, you know, whether it's uh, going back to the Ariza deal and Kelly Oubre and uh, you know, there's, there's just been a lot of uh, uh, upheaval with this team. So uh, I think that in terms of stability, uh, I think you really need to at least give Igor another, uh, another year. And look, if they come out next year and, and they start off six and 20, um, then, then, then maybe, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe you pull the trigger then. Uh, I just don't see where, uh, where they would benefit from doing that now. Uh, now they haven't made the decision. You know, it's, it's, it's not something that they've, uh, confirmed what they're going to do. So, uh, you know, there's still the possibility that, uh, uh, and, and, and certainly we've seen not everything the Suns do makes a whole lot of sense when it comes to the front office. Uh, but, uh, but, but I would be surprised, uh, if they pull the trigger on, on Igor before, uh, uh, before at least giving him, uh, you know, one more training camp, one more chance to, uh, uh to build up some of these young guys. Sean, you're reporting previously about Walton. Did that speak more to, Phoenix's inclination to move on from Igor or more their their interest in Walton and and kind of his popularity around the league yeah their interest in Walton and 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 his fit you know both uh, as an Arizona guy but also as a guy who uh, you know did a nice job uh, developing those young Laker guys you know uh, it would be a, a mistake to judge Luke Walton based on this season with the Lakers if you look at what happened with the Lakers over uh, the three years that he was there uh, you know those young guys really did improve and 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 it showed up in wins and losses uh, you know where they won I believe it was 35 games uh, last season uh, so yeah I mean the, 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 he's a guy who um, as soon as the Lakers let him go uh, it was obvious that uh, that they were would be another team uh, looking to pick him up. You know, Cleveland was another team that was rumored to be interested uh, that that I'd heard would be interested uh, in him as well. But uh, uh, but but obviously, as you say, Sacramento and 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 considering the the, the attractiveness of that job, it's no 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 uh, big surprise that uh, uh, that Luke jumped right on that one. Really quickly, Sean, this is just a speculation here. Just a, I want to get a hypothetical scenario going here because we talked about this in yesterday's episode. Just if Brett Brown does not make it out of the first round, I imagine that Philadelphia would fire him in that standpoint when they did all that for him and they expected at least a conference finals run. Do you expect maybe a Suns team like that to swoop up a Brett Brown if he was fired? Because I imagine he'll land somewhere if he does get fired. 
Yeah, uh, certainly there's, there's been a lot of talk that, that even if, uh, uh, if they don't make it out of the second round, that, that, that he could be gone. Um, that, uh, obviously they're on their third front office, uh, the, the third front office in the last, uh, three years here. So, uh, so they're, they're in a position where, um, you know, Elton Brand is probably going to look for, uh, one of his guys, a guy that he wants to have in that job, uh, if they don't have a successful postseason run, which would basically be, uh, a trip to the conference finals. So yeah, Brett Brown is definitely a guy who could be open. Uh, and that, you know, again, if something like that happens and, and, and the Suns determine, okay, that's the guy who we think can help us turn the corner because he is very much a system guy. He's very much a guy who, uh, is going to be, uh, uh, going to put in a system that 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 has been proven to be successful with young guys uh and uh and and really stick with it and, and really hammer it home uh and did a good job creating that culture uh in Philadelphia so uh yeah that, that you could see them maybe making a move later on Igor again I don't think they will but you could see that possibly if somebody later on uh comes open that maybe uh uh that uh, that, that we're not expecting at this point yeah, that's been one of the things on our side of things that's been uh, frustrating and, and makes it makes the question still open, which I think is a problem in itself. Uh, this, you know, a couple weeks now after the season's over to not have made that decision. And they they went forward without a press conference to introduce new uh, senior vice president, Jeff Bauer, James Jones becoming the general manager. We We haven't had the chance to ask anybody about any of these things. And I think that's why fans are still sort of uh, a puzzled about it. But thinking back to last summer, Sean, uh, w- one of the things that puzzled us about the Igor hire at, at the time was the fact that he wasn't on anyone else's list, seemingly. He wasn't a, a very coveted guy, despite head coaching experience overseas and success as the lead assistant for an upstart jazz team. What did you make of that decision at the time and uh, why he wasn't more there was a more interest for him elsewhere. You know, I, I think that I, I think there's a couple things. One is uh, uh, he has had such a great reputation um, around the league as an assistant coach that I think sometimes guys just get pegged as assistant coaches. And, and, and when they move up, uh, they, they like Larry Drew is a good example. He is one of the most respected assistant coaches uh, in the league. Uh, but when we've seen him take over as, as a head coach, not the same. Jim Boylan in Chicago is the same sort of way. Uh, you know, just a, just a great reputation around the league, and, and then he becomes the head coach, and 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 everybody's jumping all over him. Uh, and it's hard to believe that it's the same guy who everybody loves as an assistant. Uh, and so I think Igor kind of had that that same reputation uh, as being a guy who's very good at working individually with players, uh, but but maybe not, maybe doesn't have the personality uh, to be uh, to be a head coach. Maybe not the uh, you know that that strength of will and. And, and that ability to uh, uh, command a, a locker room, uh, and, and you know that's still a question mark. That's that's still you know I I, I find him very interesting to talk to, uh, but you know you don't necessarily want the interesting to talk to guy uh, as the head coach. Sometimes you want the guy who can throw a chair, um, and that's not really him. So uh, you know I think that that's that that that's why uh, other teams maybe didn't have him as uh, uh, as a potential candidate, but certainly his reputation as a development guy. Uh, has been pretty sterling going back to, you know, going back to when he was in Detroit. Uh, uh, you know, he has a long reputation as a guy who can, uh, uh, who, who can help players find individual things 
that they can get better and, and working with them, uh, you know, he, he's very, very capable of doing that and, and bringing guys along. And I think you've seen that in some instances with some guys on the Suns. Uh, but, but again, does he have the personality to really be, uh, sort of that, uh, uh that commander in chief that you need, uh, to, to, to really be a leader? The last question I wanted to ask you, Sean, before we go on to our next summit related to Igor Koshkov, is just it seemed like he was their third or fourth choice last year because they they offered they were trying to offer a job to Mike Boonholzer. He just backed out the last minute. Then they reportedly offered a job to Dave Fisdale. He chose the Knicks instead. Do you, do you hear from your sources just what happened with those situations back last year? Because it seems like those two guys were the first option. Maybe they used Phoenix for leverage. Yeah, I mean, certainly, uh, you know, I, I think for, for, for Buttonholzer, uh, you know, uh, the Bucks job was, was the ideal fit for him and for the system for what he wanted to do. So, uh, you know, he was able to use the Suns, uh, for leverage. I think for Fisdale, it was just a matter of, uh, hey, I get to coach in New York. And, and it was that simple. Uh, so I don't think it was, ne- you know, you, you certainly hear things that, that some coaches are, are, or, or that some, uh, front office people are, are maybe, uh, you know, tepid when it comes to ownership and, and, Phoenix. I don't think it was anything like that with those guys. I think it was just sort of, uh, you know, trying to leverage into uh, into a different job, and 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 that's how that wound up playing out. It'll be interesting to see what what happens with uh, with Bauer and and how he uh, affects all this. Whether he, you know, because he does have guys who he has. Uh, had connections with, you know, Monty Williams, uh, Tom Thibodeau has been a guy that, uh, uh, he almost hired when he was in New Orleans. Um, he has a long history with, with Paul Silas and Steven Silas. So, you know, that th- those are some, some guys that he has a history with. Uh, and I don't know if he's going to kind of carry that over and, and if they do make a change, if, if, if he's going to use guys, uh, that he's familiar with, uh, or if it'll be sort of, uh, or it'll be more of an open process. That's a very interesting question that's still going to be on the mind of the Suns fans here moving forward until the Suns publicly back your Koshka. But before we go on to our next summit, guys, I want to tell you really quickly about our Locked on NBA Twitter account. If you haven't already done so, go ahead and give us a follow at Locked on NBA Net, especially during the playoffs. It's one of the more valuable resources on NBA Twitter. Keep up with all the action every minute. You get every writer that covers the Locked on Network. Also, all of our podcasts, those two all in one account. So if you haven't already done so, go ahead and give us a follow at Locked on NBA Net. Before we move on here, talking a little bit about the wing rotation, what they want to do there in Phoenix, want to remind you guys about Homie. Uh, their mission, as you've heard countless times now, is to save customers thousands of dollars in commission when you buy or sell a home by utilizing technology to make that process efficient and, and really give you a team of people to make it even easier. So efficient, easy, those are all obviously great things when you think about the traditional hassle of real estate agents of driving through countless neighborhoods, trying to find the best deal, the best uh, bargain. Homie is there to make that all a ton simpler. They sell your home for just $1,500, a flat rate of just $1,500, meaning that on average, Homie customers are going to save over $10,000. You also can help qualify for a $5,000 buyer refund to help with the closing costs through Homie as well as on the front end, a loan to make the process of buying that dream home even easier. These people know what they're doing. They know how to help you. They know how to save you a ton of money. And their track record is uh, speaks for itself. You've, you've seen them grow here, I'm sure. I'm sure everybody listening knows somebody who's used Homey. And it's time for you to be the next one. To learn more about my friends at Homey, I want you guys to text the word SONS to 88588. Get out your phone 
and text the word SUNS to 88588. All right, Sean, let's move on here to another uh, story that you have written, uh, not really recently anymore, but connecting Aaron Gordon to the Suns. And I, I was, we were both interested in that, Evan and I, at the time, and have continued to be, you know, that contract, as a lot of people have pointed out, is very tradable, goes down in value every summer. But we also know Orlando's kind of in the middle of a pretty storybook season right now, and just one game, one on the road in the playoffs. Do you expect Gordon to continue to be fairly available this summer, even with Orlando's improvements? I, I don't think so. You know, I mean, I think that that they would at least uh, uh, want to see how things go early, early part of next year. So uh, I would say trade deadline next year might be the time to, uh, to 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 check back in on Aaron Gordon. Certainly, the way they closed the year this year and and what we've seen him do, uh, especially on the defensive end, he was a real important part to what they were able to do uh, defensively. Uh, so I, I, I'd be surprised. You know, I mean, there there was some reluctance on the part of that front office office uh, to, to, to give him the major contract because remember that's not the front office that drafted him they don't have as much invested in him uh, but certainly the, the way he's played I think that uh, uh, I think he's he, he's probably sticking around uh, at least through uh, the trade dead at least up until the trade deadline next year so that might be the time to, to check back in on him but uh, uh, I, I think that that there's a chance certainly that uh, that they don't they still don't see him as somebody who is uh, going to be a a major Major part of their future, you know. I think that that they really like Jonathan Isaac, obviously, uh, and they still have plans for Mobamba. Uh, so, you know, that uh, you'd have to see uh, Aaron as a small forward, and and I just don't see him in that role. So, uh, there's still a chance that they could move on from him. Yeah, that really wouldn't surprise me. As far as that 2020 trade on, as Suns do have an expiring contract that year, and Tyler Johnson has almost the identical salary as Aaron Gordon. So that that could be an interesting thing to watch for as far as next February goes, Sean. But I want to hear your thoughts on the Suns' wing rotation. It's one of the more interesting things right now because Kelly Oubre is a restricted free agent, but he really, really broke out in Phoenix, so to say. He had career highs across the board in every single category. TJ Warren, though, he's been signed for the last three months of the regular season with ankle soreness. How do you think that's going to play out with all these wings? And you had Josh Jackson, Mikhail Bridges, too. I feel like, honestly, you can't build around all four of these guys, and at least one's going to have to go. Yeah, I think that's probably true, um, and and I think Ubre has has uh, played himself into a, a situation where if you're the Suns, I think you really do have to consider uh, you, you know paying him and and, and bringing him back. I mean, they were they were just a much better team with him on the floor on both ends of the on both ends of the floor, uh, and he, you know he he really does a lot for you, and he, he's still young uh, in terms of uh, uh, I believe he's 23 or, or going to be 24 soon. Um, so I mean he. He's, he's still a guy who is improving. Uh, didn't get much of a chance to really show what he can do in Washington, uh, and he comes to comes to Phoenix, and especially the second half of the year uh, was was just really terrific. Uh, and, and I know he wants to stay in Phoenix. And look, you know, maybe that's something that that uh, of course you say when you're a restricted free agent because that's that's really the only way you can generate any leverage and try to get some other offers uh, around the league. But uh, uh, but 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 I think 
from what I understand, he genuinely would like to stay in Phoenix, uh, and I just think that he's been uh, uh, a good enough addition to where you, you really have to consider that, and you have to consider, okay, do we cut do we cut bait on Josh Jackson? Um, I think Bridges, you know, defensively certainly, um, you know, I think he's already ahead of Josh Jackson, and 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 you know, if you're in a situation where you want to start to turn the corner as the Suns, you know, you're going to have to do something on the defensive end. So, um, you know, I would say that out of all those guys, you know, Warren's got the contract so he's a little tough to uh to go ahead and move uh without taking back some bad money uh so so i would say you know josh jackson is probably the best bet uh, uh of those guys uh uh to see uh to, to see a move come what's kind of crazy there though is jackson's only making about three and a half million less than warren next season with his uh rookie contract at the number four pick so it will be tough either way for sure uh, I think we're kind of on board with you, though, that that Uber has certainly earned a spot here long term. But uh, one thing I wanted to ask you a little bit, maybe bigger picture would be you've previewed the off seasons over at Sporting News for a few different NBA teams already, but haven't written about the Suns. The way you kind of organized those was priorities or, you know, questions that need to be answered for each team. What would be the number one priority, number one question that you see needing to be answered in Phoenix? Well, after Igor, of course, you know, I mean, I think that's where it starts, but, but certainly point guard, you know, I mean, I, it's, I don't think Tyler Johnson is your, your point guard of the future. You know, I think he's, he's, he's a pretty good role player. Um, and, and maybe he sticks around on a, on a much more reasonable contract than what Miami gave him. Uh, but, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's gotta be point guard. Um, you know, they, they'd made the offer for Terry Rogier. I wouldn't be surprised to see them, uh, you know, possibly, uh, uh, investigate what it would take to bring him in. Um, you know, obviously if, uh, uh, if you, if the draft plays out, if the lottery plays out the right way, then Morant's, uh, uh, is a real possibility and it might be, uh, uh, it would certainly be an, an entertaining fit. We'll, we'll, we'd have to see how it all play out. Uh, but, uh, uh, but yeah. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think it's got to be point guard and, and what they wind up doing there. Um, you know, and if you mentioned Orlando, it's funny because Orlando's in even with the, as well as DJ Augustine played, uh, uh, and, and as well as he's played, he's obviously not their guy going forward. So I, I do think that you're going to have uh, those two teams. Uh, if you get into free agency and Morant is not uh, a Phoenix Sun, uh, then, then they're probably going to be competing for, uh, for for the same types of point guards uh, because that's exactly what Orlando needs as well. What really interests me, Sean, we've drawn up this hypothetical a little bit now in the podcast. And with the new lottery odds, the tiebreaker now going to Cleveland over Phoenix, the Suns actually have a 33% chance to follow the top five in the upcoming lottery next month. And if that happens, I think they're going to trade that pick or at least try to. What do you see as far as the market for Drew Holiday and Mike Conley this summer? Because I feel like both those guys could be an answer for what the Suns are looking for as far as pushing the envelope forward. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no question that 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 Conley will be moved, and and uh, you know that's that's something that really, if you're Memphis, it's got to happen. And uh, you know, it, it, to give up a top ten pick might be a little bit much for him given his age. Uh, but but you know, if that's uh, if that's where you decide you want to go near the Suns, and 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 it does fall. Uh, you know, to number six or so, and uh, uh, and this is not a great draft class, and maybe you go ahead and pull the trigger on something like that uh, for a Memphis team that uh, that's that, that's really looking to rebuild. 
uh, and rebuild uh, top to bottom. What we don't know yet is what is David Griffin going to do with the Pelicans? Does he try to make this a, a quick turnaround sort of thing uh, where, you know, you, you trade Anthony Davis, maybe you take a Boston deal where you get uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, uh, you keep Drew Holiday, and, 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 you know, you let the two young guys develop around him, uh, and, and, you know, you could be in playoff contention within, within a year or two. So, um, you know, that's, we don't know yet, or are they going to, you know, potentially take a, uh, let's say the Knicks get the number one pick. Do you, do you make a trade with the Knicks for Anthony Davis and, and, and try to get Zion Williamson and do the complete rebuild, you know, where you deal away Drew Holiday. So we don't know yet what, uh, what Griffin's going to do, uh, in, uh, in New Orleans. Uh, and, and, you know, that's, that's going to be, uh, uh, an interesting thing to watch. Certainly if Drew Holiday is on the market, uh, and on the Suns and that that's exactly the guy that I'd want uh, because, uh, you know, he can play off the ball some. It's kind of a good fit with uh, uh, with Devin Booker, obviously a great, great defensive player as well. Uh, you know, that that to me would be the ideal fit uh, if I'm the Suns. But, again, we just don't know what the Pelicans are going to do with that. Alrighty, guys, we're going to our next summit here. I want to tell you guys really quickly about our Locked on NBA show. If you haven't already done so, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitch, wherever you find your podcast at. Go to the Locked on NBA show. We're going five days a week right now as we do throughout the season, especially during the playoffs right now. It's one of the more exciting times of the year in the NBA, especially with all the wildness ha- happening right now in the NBA playoffs. We saw the Clippers come out for 31 points last night against the Warriors. I never would have saw that happening, but keep up with all the action on Locked on NBA and all the latest news happening. One more time, I want to tell you guys about the Wise Indoor Camera. Peace of mind is obviously one of the best and biggest things you can have in life, right? I mean, it's not just for your home, but for anything. And, and one way to take advantage of that is with technology. And that's what Wise is trying to do with their camera. This has 1080p full HD. It has night vision, two-way audio, a free rolling 14-day cloud storage through the Wise app to check in on everything watch footage from up to two weeks ago, and it's just $20 per camera. So think about all the the ways that this could help you, right? You could use the camera to just go run some errands and maybe have a, you know, a pot of pasta on the stove. You can check on your kids if you have to go check the mail and and they're young and you don't want to worry about it. For just $20 per camera, I think that kind of sells itself, right? That, That peace of mind, like I talked about, is humongous. This works from your mobile phone, from anywhere, and as I mentioned, a ton of pretty state-of-the-art technology to make it uh, worth your while. So to take advantage of our offer, you're going to use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA, the name of the show Evan was just talking about, obviously the name of our network here. That's wise.com, W-Y-Z-E.com slash LOCKEDONNBA. Again, wise is spelled W-Y-Z-E.com slash LOCKEDONNBA to get our guaranteed lowest price. Alrighty, let's move on here, Sean, to some quick hitters about the summer as you see it in the NBA. Why don't we start with some some playoff questions, guys that are entering free agency. Obviously, you mentioned point guard. It's something we've obviously been focusing on on our show quite a bit. Two guys that I want to key in on and, and what you think they have to gain or lose with how their teams perform. Uh, Terry Rozier, who has had a down season and Ricky Rubio, who health seems to continue to be an issue for shooting is obviously always going to be a question. How do you feel about the seasons those two guys have had and what their markets looking like this summer? 
Uh, well, you know, uh, for, for, for Rogier, I think he sort of set the market for himself last year. Uh, and he didn't get as much of an opportunity, obviously, with Kyrie healthy uh, to really show what he can do this year. Uh, so the, the, the goal for him had to be basically uh, don't take a step backwards. And, and I don't think he has. Um, so, you know, I think that he's in a position where uh, he, he, he's pretty much where he was last year. Um, you know, just just coming off of that 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 great postseason that he had, uh, and and really uh, uh, playing some clutch basketball and and showing that he can be a starter in the league. Uh, you know, not a terrific playmaker. Uh, that's one thing that would concern me, uh, and, and and obviously not a great uh, shooter, but 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 a guy who can uh, cer- certainly run the point, uh, can can make big shots, is a pretty good rebound, a good defender. Uh, so you know, I, I I think he's as a restricted free agent, and with Boston and the situation that they're in, I think that he's kind of a a, a good gettable young guard, uh, and and you know that's something that uh, uh, that uh, uh, most teams are you know a team like Phoenix. Certainly, is going to be interested. I think Orlando is another one again that uh, uh, who, who's going to be interested in him as well. You know, Rubio uh, is just sort of he is what he is. He had a pretty good shooting year last year. Uh, didn't really back it up this year, uh, so he's kind of back to being the guy who um, you know is, is 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 more of a starting point guard role player. You know, he's not going to be a guy who's going to score for you. Uh, he's not going to really space the floor for you. Um, and uh, but but he plays good defense. Uh, and uh, and is a starting caliber guy uh, just in terms of his plus minus in terms of in terms of what he's going to give you on both ends of the floor uh, and a pretty good playmaker. So you know if you've got other guys who can score, uh, then I think Rubio is 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 certainly uh, uh, a guy you're looking. At. I think Chicago is going to be a team that's going to be interested in him. Um, you know, just having a veteran at that position to help some of those young guys. So uh, there, there'll there'll certainly be competition out there for his services. I'd be surprised if he winds up. Going back to Utah, I think they're ready to move on from him. Yeah, those two options are really ones that Suns fans should keep an eye on as well. But pivoting over to the playoffs for a second, Sean, because these are two teams that I feel like could set some dominoes for the summer and how crazy it could really be. And that's the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. Starting with the Celtics here, if they don't make a finals run or an Eastern Conference run, it seems like Kyrie Irving's out the door. Maybe Danny Ainge, if they don't do that, maybe he trades Jason Tatum for Anthony Davis and kind of forces Kyrie Irving into a position where he has to stay or not. Maybe Anthony Davis ends up not wanting to be in their first place. Who knows how that all shakes out. But it seems like Boston could have a lot of shuffling this summer. Also, Philadelphia, like I mentioned earlier, if they don't make a conference finals run, I think Brett Brown will be fired. Maybe Jimmy Butler leaves. Maybe Tobias Harris leaves. What happens with Ben Simmons? How do you see those two teams shaking out in the next few months? Yeah, I mean, you know, Boston – uh, is has been just I, I live in Boston, so I see them quite a bit, and and they, they're just a maddening team. You just have no idea what's gonna what you're gonna get from them night to night, uh, and, uh, and and you know that that's set up a situation where uh, anything could really happen in terms of uh, in terms of free agency and what Danny Ainge is going to do. Um, no question that they've long wanted uh, uh, Anthony Davis. I think they'll pull the trigger on a deal uh, if it's there, uh, even if they don't have an assurance that he'll sign. I think they think that uh, uh, over time that they can win him over and, and, and get him to stay in Boston. So I'd really expect them to go ahead and, and, and attempt to do that uh, unless they get to the finals. You know, unless you make a finals run and you say, okay, we're sticking with Tate and we're sticking with Jalen Brown. Um, you know, they're probably going to have to make a move somewhere along the line here, though. Uh, they just have too much. Uh, uh, too, the, the, their rotation is too crowded. They don't have enough role guys. They have too many guys who want to be stars. So uh, that they really 
are in a position where they're going to have to uh, uh, make some sort of move uh, to, to, to lighten that logjam a little bit. And Philadelphia, yeah, I mean, this could be a disaster for Philadelphia uh, if they don't uh, uh, get to the conference finals. Uh, you know, if you, certainly if they don't get out of the first round. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, if they don't get to the conference finals, I think you'll see Jimmy Butler uh, most likely land elsewhere uh, and Tobias Harris wind up staying. I think that's probably how it plays out. Uh, they'll probably keep J.J. Redick around uh, as well, um, you know, on a short-term deal, uh, you know, unless he has some somewhere else he wants to go in terms of winning. But he seems to be pretty happy in Philadelphia. So, uh, you know, three-fifths of their starting five is, is free agency. They don't have much of a bench. Uh, they gave away that uh, uh, that pick they got from uh, uh, the, the, the Miami pick there. Uh, they gave that away in order to get Tobias Harris. Uh, they gave away Landry Shamit. You know, so they, they they have a lot riding on this team. But I think they wind up losing Butler. I think they they wind up keeping Tobias Harris though, because like I said, they gave up so many assets to get him. All right, last one I have for you, Sean, and I appreciate your time here. Of course, uh, just something I like to ask all of the the national guys we have on our show is how you kind of you don't have to do a rankings or anything, but how you see the Suns' young core in relation to others around the league? Just kind of separating it as much as we can from ownership and kind of chaos in the front office. Just the players, the talent, and the assets in place. How do you feel about it compared to some other teams, the Kings and well, Hawks and whoever else? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would put it right up there. You know, I think the Nuggets, obviously, because they have a combination of young guys and, 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 and 54 wins. Uh, you know, I think you'd, you'd have to have them, uh, probably at, at the top of the league in terms of where they are with their, with their young core. Uh, but beyond that, I'm not sure that there's many other teams, you know, uh, Dallas, uh, but you know, you've got the, uh, uh, the Porzingis injury and coming back from that and, 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 you know, this, this legal situation that he's got, uh, you know, when you, when you factor that in, I, 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 I do think that, uh, uh, is a negative, uh, for them. Um, you know, Sacramento, obviously, uh, uh, they played very, very well this year. Um, but, you know, I, I, I would put the, I would put the Suns young players on, on par with them. I think the Suns, uh, you know, have, 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 a, a higher ceiling really than Sacramento. Um, just, just, I, I think Sacramento, what we saw this year from them is about as good as they're going to get without adding, uh, another player. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, uh I, I wouldn't have the Kings very much far ahead of, 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 of Phoenix in terms of that. So, you know, that's, I, I would say that, that after Denver, probably right around Sacramento, I think that's where you, that's where you take these young guys, uh, of the Suns. And you still need more development, no question, but, uh, uh, but I think their potential is pretty strong. Ernie, Sean, I appreciate your time as always. Before I let you go here, if no one knows where to find your work, I assume they do over at Sporting News. Just pub wherever you want to, want to, and also your Twitter account as well. Yeah, so sportingnews.com in the NBA section, and uh, uh, my Twitter account is just my name, Sean, S-E-A-N, uh, Devaney, D-E-V-E-N-E-Y. Awesome, Sean. Appreciate the time today, and thanks, everybody, for listening in. We'll be back to you guys on Friday for our next episode.